<laughs> I'm in a really good mood today. Welcome back to the Friday show here on the Culture Jack podcast. My name is Dustin. I will be your host today. And today on the Friday show, we're going to talk about Zeldathon. Now you might be asking yourself, what is Zeldathon? Don't worry. Don't worry. I will I will hold your hand and we'll get into that. But before I do, if this is your first time on the Culture Jack podcast, welcome to the podcast. This is one of my favorite times of the week where I get to record this this show and hopefully uh, connect with you fine people on on something that you're interested in, on something that I'm interested in, and we can share a, a digital bond over these uh, very, very uh, technical, technical digital airwaves. So uh, before I get into uh, what is a Zelda-thon, um, if this is your first, if this is truly your first time on the Culture Jack podcast, this is not a once a week show. It's it's very atypical in that manner. Uh, we host up to five shows a week on the Culture Jack podcast. We've got this one, the Friday show. Just yesterday, I did one called the Culture Jack News Desk that I do every week, every Thursday, where I talk about video game news and the video game industry as a whole. Then on Saturdays, oftentimes we have a show called uh, the OTE or on today's episode where we talk about a uh, show that we're currently watching or a movie that we've watched. And it's mostly like a review and, and recap show where, uh, you know, we break down theories and, and conjecture about, you know, what's going to happen, what characters are going to appear. If it's from other media, from a book or a comic, we compare uh, to see how well it was translated over into into this this kind of media, the the entertainment media that is, uh, you know, movies and television. Then on Sunday, uh, I, I'm not doing this alone. I have a co-host, Anthony. Anthony delivers you a show similar to the news desk called The Weekend Wire. And on The Weekend Wire, he talks about uh, movie and television news and everything that's going on in that uh, in the movie industry at large as well. Then on Monday, he has a show much like this where he hopes to tickle your particular heartstrings on a, on a subject, on a topic that you can relate with him on. So, th- so things that, that uh, drive his particular fancy or his... His, um, I guess, <laughs> I guess tickle, tickle his pee. <laughs> I don't know. I, all of a sudden I'm in a really, a really good mood. I just spent an inordinate amount of time on uh, TikTok. Uh, I was on it for about an hour. Just, I'd gotten home, I laid down on the couch and I just started scrolling. And I don't know if you've ever gotten into like one of these just you you're just kind of go numb your eyes glaze over and your brain shuts down and you just mindlessly drone through a, a in this case a social media app or maybe you read a book or or watch a watch a television show or something but you're really just not there you're just you're just um you're just a a, a fleshy meat sack that is uh, enjoying doing nothing like you've checked out you're somewhere else perhaps um so with this particular scroll with this particular jog on the on the tiktok app uh, i came out of it and when i came out of it i realized that i had been watching uh several people and i had a epiphany uh 
on all of these separate creators on TikTok. And you know, there's there's ones that are events that people just pulled out their phone to record maybe a nasty uh, conflict that happened in a store. Maybe someone uh, was a bad customer or a great customer or, or things of their, of their pets. But as I was watching, especially people that do like branded, very particular, very specific content, you know, they've built up a name for themselves in a particular genre. As I was watching them, I said, man, there are so many people on this app and this is an, an epiphany, you know, exclusive to this, this app, but it's a, an epiphany that can kind of transcend and go to other social media apps, even interactions that you have with, with people. And it, it is this, that, that everyone, not everyone, that there are, are such different and unique people on the app, people that do incredible things, whether it's woodworking or, or carving something out with your, with your bare hands or just incredible athletic ability, uh, agility and uh, speed, grace, like beautiful singing and, and dancing and uh, hilarious comedy. But at the same time that I was having this epiphany that the people on TikTok on this app are so very unique and so very different and so very creative and fresh and new. I also, at the same time, simultaneously in my head, I was dual processing this moment for myself. Simultaneously, I thought, wow, the people on TikTok are so much the same. Uh, homogenous is they, they, you see, you see one of a particular brand, you're going to see five or six more probably in that very same session of scrolling. And it just struck me as a very weird thing that people could be so different and so unique. Yet I have seen some of the, the quirkiest, weirdest people with a doppelganger on the very same app, probably four or five videos after it blows my mind that and and I, and I not to say that there's there's people that are out there uh, intentionally ripping off other creators and stealing their content, which you know does happen, I'm sure. But people just have similar ideas, and and I think what struck me the most is that we are all experiencing this world and we're experiencing each other and we are experiencing uh, the culture and the entertainment and the stories together. And so even though there are gaps, you know, worldwide where, you know, it's a very diverse world to be sure. And this place in the world may think differently than this place in the world. But as we are all are, uh, in, in entrenched in this collective experience, we have no choice but to lend ourselves to that. That experience, if it's only one base experience for all of us, then there is only going to be so much uh, creativity and ingenuity that can come out of that certain experience. And that's not to say that it's not always expanding and the experience is getting wider and broader and uh, more prolific. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it's just a weird dichotomy in my head that I had to really, <laughs> that I had to sort out 
um, and maybe not sort out uh, necessarily, but uh, that I had to to suss out on this show today. So this is the Friday show, and I'm not here just talking about how I find people to be unique and very much the same at the same exact time, despite what a, a disparate message that is. I wanted to talk about a thing called Zeldathon. I said it at the top of the show. You might be asking yourself, well, what, what is a Zeldathon? And like I said, I, I'm here to hold your hand and walk you through it and I'll let you know exactly what this thing is. I, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to introduce it. So my, my younger brother and myself, we have been, and I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, we have been fierce adversaries when it comes to video games specifically. And we have been uh, fierce adversaries for years. We have been very, very competitive with one another. And so much so that we have developed these little competitions every time we get together. Well, not every time we get together, but oftentimes when we get together, it's one of my favorite parts of our reunions is we play, uh, we play two different games. We play Rocket League and we play Towerfall. And we have, in Rocket League, we will play one best of three uh, soccer matches. Then we'll play one best of three Rumble matches. And then we'll play one best of three uh, Hoops matches, which are, the, are just different modes within Rocket League. And we might not play them in that order, but we'll play all of those. And we'll decide who was the champion of, of soccer, who was the, the champion of hoops, and who was the champion of rumble. Then we will move over to another game called Towerfall, where we will have another best of three competition. And um, whoever wins the most of these best of three competitions wins that particular series or wins the night. And we don't really keep like a hard and fast tally of who has won the most times. It's very fun because both of us, we, we play and we operate on a very uh, a similar skill level. So it's not like one of us is constantly outclassing the other, uh, though my shit talk and my, my braggadocious nature would, would say something to the contrary. No, uh, we're, we're very evenly matched. And so the games are oftentimes very fun. So we've had this kind of competitive spirit for a long time. Well, there's old school uh, fighting games. Um, there was a Power Rangers game. At the end of the game, there was a little fighting uh, mini game that you could do. We played that all the time. Uh, Killer Instinct, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Mario Kart, whatever it was, we have, we've always just competed in this digital space. And it's always been so awesome because each of us know that the other is not going to get super frustrated or mad and throw down a controller and throw a fit. If they, if they didn't win, they're going to talk some more smack and then win the next time. And it's just, it's a very friendly natured, but very competitive thing that my brother and I do. Uh, so that was kind of the inspiration for Zeldathon. And it started, I can't remember if it was, if it was 2016 or maybe it was prior to that. Well, before I get into the history, what it is, <laughs> you're sitting there waiting with uh, bated breath to, to get me to give this goddamn explanation to you. So what Zeldathon is, is a it's a competition. It's a tournament wherein we host a bunch of people uh, or I mean, not a bunch of people, but a small a handful of uh, people. And they, they get together. This time it was at my brother's house. Well, last time it was at my brother's house, too. He's got a great house for this kind of stuff. Um, 
but they they come uh, to the house. Uh, we set up several different TVs. If you own a Nintendo Switch, you bring a TV and you want to participate in Zeldathon. Uh, then you do. And so you set up the TV, you set up the switch. And then uh, at the, the stroke of seven o'clock PM, or at least that was the starting time this last weekend, we all press the new game button at the exact same time and go into Zelda breath of the wild. Now, what we have done prior to this is we have all agreed on a set of tasks within the game. Uh, for example, conquering a, a watchtower, for example, uh, completing a shrine, for example, expanding a weapon slot in your inventory, taming a horse, any number of, of tasks have a point value assigned to them. And so we mapped all that out on separate checklists, gave it to all of the participants, and from the start of the tournament at 7 p.m., you have a whole 24 hours to complete as many tasks as possible on the checklist. And then what you do at the end, you do, of course, tally your points. Whoever had the most points walked away with the Zeldathon trophy. Well, this was our first year with a trophy, so uh, I, I won't tell you. I'll tell you who won at the end of this podcast. So this year was our first year with the trophy, and um, and that was it. And then our, additionally, we wanted to incorporate other games into Zeldathon. So yeah, you have a Zeldathon and we determine the the victor of Breath of the Wild, but then also you have um you know a Mario Kart tournament there. You have a, a Towerfall tournament there. You have a Mario Party tournament there. Um so that's kind of what Zeldathon is. It's it's an event with close friends getting together to share a joy of uh of a game. And it really is just, it's a, it's a community thing. We all eat a bunch of junk food. We lounge around, we tell jokes. Um, so yeah, that's, that is what Zeldathon is in a nutshell. Now what inspired us to begin Zeldathon? Like I said, my brother and I have always been competitive. The inception of this event actually was from him. It was, this is his brainchild where, uh, he always enjoyed a Zelda Ocarina of Time, as many people did. It is, to this day, one of the most beloved uh, entries into the Zelda franchise. And so, in that, in that game, he said, Dunstan, why don't we have a challenge? Why don't we set up two separate consoles, and both of us, together, at the same time, race through Ocarina of Time and see who can complete it first. And whoever can complete it first will be dubbed the champion of uh, Zeldathon. So we did this tournament. We It was just me and him, and we set up uh, our couches and our TVs. Was it just me and him? My wife might have participated as well. I'm not sure. But I think it was just it just he and I... Uh, with our separate TVs, with Ocarina of Time set up. Now, we didn't have a time limit. We didn't have that 24-hour time limit at this point. We had just created, uh, it was just just whoever beat the game first. And so we both started at the same time. We went through, and I didn't say, I got like three hours into the game, and I did not save, and I either shut it off, or it shut off by itself. And I was playing on a Nintendo Wii, I believe. So I <laughs> I was like three hours behind at that point. He so graciously gave me a couple hours to catch up a little bit. Um, but I was not the Ocarina fan that uh, 
he was, he knew the game a little bit better than I did. And as such, uh, after 16 hours, I hung up my hat. He was ahead of me by two temples anyway, but I hung up my hat and I said, I can't take it anymore. Congratulations, brother. You are the victor of the first ever Zelda-thon. At that point, we didn't know this was going to become an annual event. And I don't think at that point it was annual if it was started as far back as 2016, which it must have been. Must have been 2016 or 2015. Well, some years went by and we had uh, another Zelda-thon event. And this time we decided to do... Oh, no, it was not It was not uh, my wife. It was my brother, myself, and my younger sister uh, when she was still coming down here regularly. She... She came down, she, I think she pooped out probably after like eight, eight hours or so and just kind of dinked around on her phone. Uh, so anyway, uh, Logan won the first Zelda-thon. Congratulations, brother, you, you earned it. We, gosh, maybe, maybe we've only had two other Zelda-thons since then. Well, we decided we were going to do Breath of the Wild as the game. Change it from Ocarina of Time to Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild... Okay, so Breath of the Wild had just come out, and so this must have been 2017. So we played it, and then in 2018. So 2018 was the second ever Zelda-thon. Okay, so as I'm telling you this story, I realize I don't have all the details correct from the story. And if you if you were to talk to my brother, he would tell you I have a terrible memory anyway. And so I don't know what I've gotten incorrect so far. I don't think even if I got incorrect that I had actually won the initial Zelda-thon, he'd come back and say, oh, no, you were wrong there. He would uh, allow me to live in my delusion and believe that he had won. Uh, but he actually did, I think. So we've had two Zelda-thons that I know about since then, maybe another one that I don't. But after the popularity of Zelda Breath of the Wild, we decided we were going to change it to that. So Zelda-thon 2019 was born and in 2019 uh we decided to expand this tournament out um, my children were obviously a couple years younger than they are now and we invited some people uh down from anchorage uh and we invited some people over we all went over to logan's house we set up the set up the couches um everyone had their particular corner their bag of snacks and we we played and we the thing about this event is it's not just playing a game it it it's it's such a community uh it's it's a community event that i don't often engage in i'm usually a very uh i don't want to say introverted person but i i keep to myself for the most part and i have no problem doing that but this is some good social interaction and from these events we <laughs> We get, th I, I, I want to tell you them, but they won't make sense to you. They won't um, make you chuckle because they're all inside jokes. And that's the best kinds to have. You guys all have those kinds of jokes from the events that you've gone to and the people that you've talked to. Uh, but from Sammy, you know, mimicking the shopkeeper in Zelda Breath of the Wild where, where he did the very Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, him bringing down uh, the the stinky salmon, uh, Kayleen coming up with the idea that uh, one of the rules of that year's Zeldathon was you have to you have to dance every hour or else you lose points. 
or you get I, you get extra points for dancing. I don't know, but it got all of us up and stretching and our blood flow, and we probably had less uh, m- maybe cardiac events because people were getting their blood flowing. That Zeldathon was also not a 24-hour Zeldathon. What it was was a we had a six o'clock p.m. start time, and then a twelve o'clock uh, a midnight stop time. So six hours of gameplay, six hours of stop time, and then a restart at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, we wanted to to make sure that people that wanted to sleep didn't feel like they were forced to stay up. Now I'm talking about myself almost exclusively here. Um, and there were some people like Casey who came down who maybe didn't want to play Zelda, but just wanted to hang out and play video games. And so she played, I can't remember what she played that, that first year. It was, uh, well, it wasn't Animal Crossing. That wasn't out yet. That came out in the pandemic. Um, regardless, you know, we had uh, Casey and Alyssa and Gary and uh, Sammy came down. Uh, it was a, a Kayleen and Nicole were there as well. Of course, me and, and my family. Well, I think my kids, I had someone watching my kids. Most likely my parents. And thank you, mom and dad, for watching those kids. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, I don't know if, if you're interested in hearing about the Zeldathon. But it was a good event overall. And overall, there at the end, I won. Oh, Panda was there at the last one, too. He didn't make it to this one. Um, I won the I won the next Zeldathon, much to Logan's dismay. Uh, he And even in this crowd of people, even in this this room of of adventurers trying trying to defeat Ganon and vie for the title of Zeldathon 2019 champion even in this room my competition was Logan his competition was mine it it's it's just a wonderful feeling to share that kind of bond where yeah everyone's involved but you don't got to look out for anyone else but me keep that review review mirror uh, trained on me because I'm coming. I'm coming for you. And I did. I won 2019 Zeldathon. I was so proud of myself. It was a, a crowning achievement in my entire life. Uh, sorry, children, the, your your births were something, but you know this is much more impactful. <laughs> Don't listen to this, children. This is this is 20 years in the past. This was your father who was ignorant then. I wanted nothing more than your love. How could you have left me? Now I'm dying alone. Uh, that's not from the future. My future is, is very bright or it's not. I don't know. I, there's no way to tell the future. That's not what this episode's about. We're talking about Zeldathon back to it. So in 2019, I won. I was very excited. We played a couple games. I think we played Magic the Gathering as well. I learned how to play that. So that was very, very fun. Uh, and then Sammy and the gang, uh, took their, their stinky salmon back up to Anchorage and left to, uh, to come back the next year. Or so we thought. But the next year, as we all know, brought the devastation, the isolation, the distancing of the coronavirus and the pandemic. And so it was with heavy hearts, Logan and I had to cancel the 2020 Zeldathon event. Um, And we canceled. We were going to do it in a spectacular way, but we ended up just uh, putting out a note on the Facebook group and saying, hey, guys, sorry, it's. It's not happening this year, obviously. Uh, and then that brings us to to this year. 2021 uh, was our uh, re, re-emergence from the dark. It was 
our return to force, as it were. Um, and we it, we had our first vaccinated uh, Zeldathon event. So we had required everyone to be vaccinated to come to the event. As a result, we got much less participants. And uh, I felt really bad that we couldn't have everyone involved. Um, but I think next year will be will be better. So in, in 2021, uh, we had uh, Casey returned uh, and she brought George. Panda couldn't make it. Alyssa and Gary couldn't make it. Sky and Sterling, they uh, they didn't make it the previous year. So we invited them, but uh, they didn't didn't show up as well. And then, of course, Sammy and his uh, girlfriend, Ros- Roslyn, uh, she came down. They came down. Uh, myself, my wife, Logan, his wife. And then my kids got to participate this year for the first time, though they very quickly realized the competition that they were up, up against. The familiarity that Logan and I had with the game was on a much grander scale than two small children. So they, they kind of petered out and played different games. But still, we ate junk food. We hung out on mattresses that we put out on the floor. Couches were everywhere uh, and, and had a good time, I think. We were all very grumpy and very tired. The difference between the the last Zeldathon event and this one was Logan had insisted that this one be a 24-hour event. And 24 hours is, is far too long for me to stay awake. Uh, I think I made it probably six or seven hours. Um, no, I made it longer than that. Five Five and about nine hours before I slept for about another four and then continued on when I awoke. But Logan stayed up all night. Logan stayed up for 24 hours trying to get that edge on on me and the rest of the competition. Um, I, I also won this one. <laughs> Once the scores were tallied up, I won this as well. And so now I am in a tricky spot. What do you do when you're so damn good at Zelda Breath of the Wild that you can achieve uh, every every task with surprising ease and grace that you just outclass the competition by a, a whole ass margin? Oh, by the way, we had a trophy this year. Um, uh, Danielle and the kids, they picked up uh, they picked up a little metal giraffe and that is now sitting in my windowsill as the. Uh, proud Zeldathon trophy. We'll bring it back next year as well for for the next event. Hopefully someone can take it from me. Uh, but for the next event, we may not even do the original Zelda Breath of the Wild. At that point, who knows? We could have uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 on release. And so we could all be playing, playing that. Logan has mentioned maybe we play uh, Zelda and the Minish Cap, uh, or one of these other DS games. So uh, what I, (laughs) what is this whole, what is this whole event? What is this whole story leading to? Why are you even talking about Zeldathon? Well, I'm talking about Zeldathon because it just ended. And if there's anyone that came to the event, I want you guys to know that I, uh, appreciate you coming, that it is one of the, one of the bright spots of my year that I look forward to. I hope you you look forward to as well. I look forward to the people that did not make it this year or could not make it this year, um, who wanted to come but maybe had uh, work or other plans that got in the way. 
Um, I'm, I'm looking at you, Panda. Uh, I, I am very excited to see you next year. I'm very excited for future Zeldathon events. One thing we did discover during this event, though, is after we got done with Zeldathon, we turned on Mario Party, and I, I drew up brackets uh, to, to get Mario Party players to determine the, the winner of Mario Party, which, uh, spoiler alert, turned out to be the Yoshi character driven by George. So, George, can, congratulations on your victory, sir. Um, it's, it's nice to share the winner's circle with you. Uh, oh, and then uh, Nate and myself, we uh, were the successful dual duos team, the doubles team for Mario Kart. So congratulations, Nate. I'm happy to share that trophy with you as well. But we hooked up Mario Party. We did some Mario Kart. Uh, that's where we got Carrera the Liar. Uh, so if, again, this is not funny to you because you were not there. This is an inside joke. If I said all of the inside jokes that we had, I mean, they'd all fall flat to you, but some of the other people, if any of the participants that were there are listening, they, they might, might get a kick out of it. Uh, so we did some Mario Kart. We played some Jackbox party games and that was at the very tail end and everyone was very tired. So we didn't stay up very late doing it. If we do the Zeldathon again next year, I have, I, I, well, unilaterally, I've decided I have to talk with Logan yet to see if he's interested in it. But I think Zelda needs to be a much smaller chunk instead of 24 hours, maybe six hours, and then do more competitions, more community where we're, we're shuffling people in and out for the tournament brackets and finding winners and finding champions and handing out trophies because it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And that is one of the joys of these events. Now, I'm only a co-organizer. Logan and myself, we put this, put this thing together. Uh, but finding out what works and what doesn't work and what should be changed, what should be adjusted, what should be expanded on are all such interesting aspects of a community event like that. And so I bring up this community event, my community event, the one that we organize and participate in and enjoy so, so much to ask you, what are some community events that you take place in, that you take part in, or that you uh, contribute to, or that even that you organize? What are some of the the uh, troubles or hardships or barriers that you have faced when putting these community events together? And even if you are kind of an introverted person, or like myself, you do okay alone, like you'd be all right alone, I think that they are so important to uh, establishing uh, relationships, maintaining relationships. Uh, they're good for the soul. Even if it is some dinky game like Zelda. Well, Zelda's not a dinky game. It's a, it's a masterpiece. It is a, uh, a crowning achievement in the, in the Nintendo uh, pantheon of, of games. But even if it is something as simple as getting together with a group of friends and playing some games. You know, heck, we could introduce some more tabletop board games to the event. I think that would be very fun as well. I don't know. I uh, That's Zeldathon. That's what Zeldathon is. That's how it went this year. I'm excited to see how it goes next year. Uh, if I have discovered such a streamlined path to 
checking off these tasks and gaining points and then ultimately winning Zeldathon. I don't I don't want people just to show up to shower me with accolades and and say how great I am because that will get uh that'll get a real real old real fast to not only them but myself as well. I want good healthy competition and I know that I said my brother and I have harbored this competitive spirit uh, against each other for so long this this friendly competition and that our skill levels are uh, very equal uh, Logan if you are listening it looks like in this one area we are not so equal and I am the ultimate Zeldathon champion well I've got two you've got one so we'll see what happens in the future when we bust out Majora's Mask but that is going to be it for the Friday show thank you guys for tuning in and let, letting me ramble about uh, Zeldathon, my community event that my brother and I put on. Uh, if you have not already, subscribe to this podcast. This is, I, I, and I'm saying it in a very biased way. I'm telling you my allegiances. I'm one of the co-hosts on this podcast. It is a very good podcast. We have several shows that we do every week. Like I said, we've got on today's episode, The Weekend Wire, Monday Madness, and uh, the, the Culture Jack News Desk. Leave us a review. Uh, if you would like to outline your rules that we could use in a later iteration of Zeldathon, do that in a review or do it in a comment. You can do it in a review on any one of the podcasting platforms that you're listening to. We would appreciate some more on Apple Podcasts. But you can leave us a comment with, with a set of rules or you can leave us a, a question about how we run our Zeldathon. Uh, you can do that on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as well, at Culture Jack. You can send us an email. Have your community event story be featured on the Culture Jack podcast by sending us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. And that's a number two, baby. Uh, that's all I have for the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Cheers.